Hello guys, what is up? Welcome back to Blissful Love. I had the honor in today's episode to talk to Maddie Ciccone. Maddie Ciccone is currently living in Boston, Massachusetts. She is a master instructor at SoulCycle and that is just one of the many hats that Maddie wears. She honestly, guys, is an incredible human being. She strives every single day to show up for herself, show up for others. She has so much love for her job and so much passion for what she does. She is also a life coach where she is right beside you, cheering you on and helping you find you know, who you really are and what you really are meant to be here on this planet and, you know, teaches you the skills to develop of how to show up for yourself every single day, which is just honestly so important. Maddie is awesome and that I really hope that you guys take a lot from this episode. I hope that you guys just feel how genuine of a soul she is if you don't take anything else away from it. And I really just love to have different guests come on the show, whether it be somebody who has a story to tell or doesn't, and simply just I enjoy the way that they live and enjoy everything that they embody. And that's kind of how I feel about Maddie. Every time I listen to one of her podcast episodes or see one of her Instagram posts, um, I've also been to one of her soul cycle classes and just experiencing her personality is truly eye-opening and amazing. Her outlook on life is just incredible and the way that she really loves herself and the energy that she propels is incredible. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and don't forget to follow Plants Bliss Love on Instagram at plants period bliss period love on Instagram. Also, go follow Maddie on Instagram. Her Instagram is Mads Tads. And she also has um, a podcast. It is Mads Tads Beyond the Bike. So go check that out as well. I hope you guys enjoy this. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Blissful Love with Devin McMahon. I'm super excited today to have Maddie on my show. So welcome, Maddie, to Blissful Love. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. So Maddie, I will let Maddie explain um, to you guys who she is. But first, I always ask two questions. Um, mm. So my first question that I ask at the beginning of every episode is, what makes you feel blissful today? And then the second question is, how will you or how did you propel your love today? So feel free to answer whichever one you want to answer first. Mm, how do I feel blissful today? <laughs> uh, I, I feel... I guess I could answer love better. I feel love um, when I am in my body um, and I'm and in my gratitude practice of being in my body and being thankful for my body. 
always. And just being an athlete, that's something I really relate to, like being able to do the things I like to do, even if they are somewhat different right now, given the times. And then how do I find bliss today? Um, I'm going to take a bath later and I have like all the fixings for like the most luxurious bath of all time. So oh, I love that. That sounds great. <laughs> that'll probably be pretty blissful. <laughs> yes, it definitely will. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that so, so much. So Maddie, explain to um, all the listeners who you are and what you do and where you're living right now. Cool. So my name is Maddie Ciccone. I am a master instructor at SoulCycle here in Boston. Among other things, I kind of, I'm, I guess I kind of can explain myself. I'm like a mindset coach on and beyond the bike. I call it like a spiritual smackdown. Your number one hype girl, um, the cheerleader you 100% want on your side of the court. Um, and yeah, I've been living in Boston for about, it'll be five years in like early September. So coming up on that and that's kind of the gist of what I do. I mean, I do a million things, but my day job, (laughs) my my most popular job that I guess I'm most well-known for is that on the bike at SoulCycle. Yeah. What kind of pushed you to become so heavily involved like in your physical health and pushed you in the direction of landing your job at SoulCycle? Um, I've always been an athlete. And so I just relate heavily to sport and athletic culture um, and all things athlete based um, competition uh, all that good stuff drive, uh, just really resonates with me. So it's always, I say once an athlete, always an athlete. It's just like part of who you are. It's the fiber of your being. And, um, I was no stranger to that post college. I cheered through college and after college, I lived in LA and I got heavily involved with the boutique fitness scene and eventually ended up working at soul cycle, um, not as an instructor, as a studio manager. And then that kind of took me down the path that would eventually land me to podium, if you will. Yeah. Awesome. I totally agree with once an athlete, always an athlete. I was also an athlete too. And I feel like even when I get into like slumps of not being on my A game of working out, I still can like feel that build up inside of me of like, I need to release this. I need to go work out and move my body. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it really is wild. It's wild. And I think that there's a certain like mental wiring or like hardware um, that, that is like, that is what the, it's like, that is the, what an athlete is. (laughs) No, absolutely. How we work, how we work, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when did you kind of decide, okay, I'm going to move my life from LA to Boston? Like, what did that look like for you and why? Oh, I didn't decide that. So <laughs> <laughs> when I went into soul cycle training, I lived in LA and I loved LA with every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. And I still do. And, um, I had the option of going, I had the option between several different markets and I chose Boston just because I grew up in Rhode Island and uh, my dad and I were talking about it. I was, there was like Houston on the table, Philly on the table. Um, and we were like the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. If you hate yeah. Boston, at least you like have people here. You have family. You have connections. You have like some sort of 
building blocks, if you will, yeah. whereas if you go to these other markets, you literally have like no one. So mm-hmm. that's what, why I chose Boston for really, yeah. that's just what, how it happened. Um, and, and then I've been here ever, ever since. Yeah. Definitely. Do you feel like you'll ever, California. Definitely do, you think, California. do you think you'll ever go back there? I don't think right this second. Yeah. Um, although obviously the whole quarantine and COVID has definitely not been good for my brain when it comes to just thinking about like, you know what I mean? When, when you're yeah. thinking about your life and like, you're really like, totally things. I'm like, well, why don't I move to California? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, totally. So the, the tug has been a little bit more, um, stern these past few months. Like it looks like tugging on my heartstrings a little more than it normally would. But I think that's just the absence of the community and being caught up in Boston itself and feeling so far removed and like, for lack of better words, very alone and lonely. Totally. Um, Yeah. 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 No, I totally get that. And it's like, like you said about the community too, like you can feel that in everything you do, whether it be um, at work, your work community, you go to the gym, your gym community, that's huge, especially a place like Soul Cycle. I mean, for anyone that's listening that has ever stepped foot into a Soul Cycle, it's amazing. Like you immediately feel like you're meant to be there. <laughs> Even yeah. if you feel like I've never been here and I feel a little uncomfortable, you still feel like that connection from everybody, like the community sense. And I can't imagine how like you, that must've been shocking to you once that was kind of taken away from you with all of this going on. So I can imagine that you're probably like, get me out of here and back to LA immediately. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's definitely been a like really interesting mix of emotions and a lot of weird things have come up. So just trying to more or less move them, move through them with like as much grace as possible. Absolutely. And just kind of realizing too, like I listen to your podcast and follow you on your social media platforms and just seeing how you handle things. Like you, you're so silly, even when you're in a bad mood about something, or even if something's a- aggravating you, like just how you handle it with grace, like you're saying, it's just so important because I mean, everything that you embody is all about kind of finding your inner your inner self and your, what your soul is saying. And it's important to listen to those things, but to also push, push ourselves to think, um, with love and think with positivity because it's, it's easy to just say, okay, yeah, we're all stuck in quarantine and I'm stuck in Boston or I'm stuck in Texas or wherever you are and saying, okay, this is horrible. This isn't where I want to be. This isn't what I want to be doing. I want, I want my bike back. I want my friends back. I want the gym back, whatever it is. And, you know, so it it can be very easy to spiral into those negative thoughts and that negative energy. But I think everything you do and people like you and people like me and people who do podcasts and, um, you know, are mindfully aware of gratefulness and gratitude and uh, spirituality. I think it's such an amazing thing because it really can get you out of all of those funky feelings, you know? 100%. I, I really, I really think this has been just like a real test of mental toughness and it's been, it's like really hard. And I've been joking and I've joked about it a few times in a few different like realms or like, when I say realms, like I'm in the freaking like, uh, Game of Thrones or something, but like, I mean it like, whether it's social media, whether it's the studio, like whether it's friends, whether it's relationship, it's like all the things are being like so heavily tested right now. 
Yes. Um, and it's definitely been hard. And I've, I've brought that up and I don't really remember where I brought it up, but I was like, anybody who says it's not tough is just like, just a damn liar. Yeah. <laughs> just or like you're liar. a zombie walking around and yeah, I don't know like where you your soul is. You don't have a pulse. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. I totally something's going on. (laughs) No, I 100% agree. Have you always been like a very spiritual person? I know you mentioned one of your episodes I just listened to that was funny was about how you went. um, You were with your family for Easter and you were saying it was tough with all you know, different emotions are going on right now during these times, like people are arguing more people are disagreeing more about so many different things. And yeah, I noticed that you mentioned about how um, you were frustrated that you couldn't go to church and like have that moment with yourself and with God. And I was curious as to like, were you raised that way? Is that how you've always thought? Or is that something that you kind of found in your adult life and like gravitated towards because it made you feel good and that's what you wanted to embody? Yeah. um, Well, I grew up Catholic, so I've always had like some form of God in my life, I would say. And as I've gotten older, I just, I consider myself more of a spiritual person. I still go to my Catholic church. I go to this awesome church in Boston. It's called um, St. Cecilia. And I'm obsessed with the priest there. His name's Father Uni. He has like a wicked deep, he like has the craziest Boston accent. And he yeah, just my says parents, really- my parents love him. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just dope. Yeah. So it's, I, I always say it's like the it's all about the vibe, but like, I also have like yoga teacher training and I've like, I really like, um, doing kirtan and say, and like, there's just so many different ways that you can be spiritual and, and and whether you use God or universe or whatever, but I, I related to kind of like, and I talked to my dad a lot about this and we, we talk about like, if you're going to go through, if you were going to walk through the desert by yourself, wouldn't it be easier to make it to the other side? Like if you believed in something higher than yourself versus you being all alone. And I kind of think of that, like that can be your everyday life. Like if it's just little old you in this world, that's a pretty friggin' lonely concept. But if you believe in something higher than yourself, like someone's got your back, like people are looking out for you. If you're like, I mean, I talk about when I see Cardinals, I like it. Mm. I talk about that a lot. And I just think it, your life is, I don't know, more comforting. It gives you some sort of ease to know that there's bigger purpose or there's bigger power out there than just little old you. Cause like how sad would that be? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Do you feel like it's something that you have to work on to like train yourself to feel that way? Or do you feel like the more that you accept those feelings and the more that you understand that, like, okay, it isn't just me here. Like I, like God does have my back or the universe has my back, whatever people believe in do you feel like it's something that you have to constantly work at? Yeah, because you're constantly being tested. I right. Mean, there's definitely been days lately where I'm just like, like, yeah, yeah. I am being tested right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can all attest to that. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. During this time for sure. But then I just, and that's, then that's just faith. It's just having faith and being grounded through, through the, the process and just knowing that like, it's all going to work out. Okay. And, and, and putting your mind at ease with just saying that, like, it's going to be fine. It's going to work out. Like it's all happening, not to me, but for me, like all those little idioms that you, whatever you have to say, or like whatever affirmations you have to say to yourself to like walk you, 
yourself through it. But I think it's always an ongoing practice. And I think that's like literally everything. And that's the secret sauce of life is like the consistency. It's always a practice. You're always showing up for it. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that be faith or anything else. But yeah, I feel like that it's always. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think that a lot of people in like our age group too find that, find that difficult because we're in such like a fast pace, like, I want this and I want it right now type of like mentality in our, Mm. our generation, I guess. And whereas like our parents, I feel like, I mean, I can't speak for everyone in that age group, but you know, like my parents and it sounds like your dad from what you're saying, like they grew up in a time that's, you know, you had to work hard for what you wanted and you had to work at everything you did. And I think that that came with faith for them. Like Mm. they were raised that way. So then they were like, okay, this is something I go to every, I go to church every week. I go, I go and practice um, talking to God every Sunday, whatever. And, you know, they built on that, built on that and then raised us like that. And it's like, we, I, I mean, from what I see in our generation, there's a lot less people attending mass and um, a lot less people being outwardly expressive about God and being spiritual. And when I find those people, whether it be God, the universe, whatever it is, that higher power and just that like something else is out there, something else is bigger Mm. than me. It's not just me. It's so like, it draws me. Like, I'm like, I need to talk to that person. Like, that's kind of how I felt about you. Like, I was like, I need to like, just experience her just for even if it's for a half hour I need to talk to her because it's like it's a commonality yeah and you don't find that very often anymore and it's like you were saying like it's the secret sauce like we have to constantly work on everything that we do or else it's not going to stick like I am so at fault of doing that with working out I get into these great rhythms and I'm like doing so well and I feel my best self when I'm working out consistently in my days and then I fall off and I'm like why did I do that now I haven't worked out in a month I feel gross I feel bad about myself and I'm just saying that life's too busy when in reality it's like no it's just something that I have to work on every day yeah it's, it's interesting to me especially like after following you and seeing like that is something that you have made a priority in your life. Would you agree? Working out or faith. I, I got a little lost. Yeah. <laughs> working out or faith. Work, or working out and your faith, like all of it. Like, I feel like this is your priority is to like be, to be your best self is to do all of those things. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying, that's all you can do is try. And I'm definitely yeah. nowhere. I'm not close to perfect, but I think that, um, I mean, I'm the worst person to come to and say, you don't have time. Because yeah. nobody has time. You mm-hmm. make time. And you make 100%. time for what meets the most to you. And the only way you can really change in life is by changing your daily habits. If you're not willing to change the way you show up daily in your daily habits and your daily practices, like you will not see change, period. And that, I think, is a missing link that sometimes people don't make that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they get frustrated when they don't see the change. Like they'll show up for it once or sometimes. Um, and that's just not the way it works. It has to be like a consistent daily, the daily habits, the daily practices. And that's what changes you indefinitely. Absolutely. Have you ever found that hard to do? Like, are there days that you're like, I just don't want to show up today. I don't want to do it today. Or do you yeah, feel dude, like all the time? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> do you think I want to teach three soul cycle classes in a day? Hell no. Do you think I want to like there, you know, like it is like a glorified thing, but like when you're, I, I always have this joke. So you want to be a soul cycle instructor, do you? Or like, <laughs> so you want to do that? Like, you know, and 
yeah, there are days that you're not going to want to show up and your faith's going to be tested and, and it's going to be really shitty. And, um, and that's when like your mental toughness and kind of like how you talk to yourself and like, what are, what are your practices that come to play when it does get tough and where do you default to, um, when the going gets tough and, and that's different for all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy too. Like what you were saying about, um, when people will come to you and say like, I don't have time and like, nobody has time. You're totally right. And it's funny too, because I feel like I'm the type of person that when I slip off from working out or, um, practicing my meditations in the morning or whatever it is that I'm doing for myself that I know better is me as an individual. And I fall off from those things. It's like, I will add other things into my life, like fluff that I don't even necessarily need to be doing. And I'm like, well, now I don't have time. It's like, well, you just added all of these things to push these things out. (laughs) It's crazy, but it's like, so true. I think that consistency and like you were saying, just all of that is what makes it all work. Right. And we are all going to have days that we're like, this sucks and I don't want to do this. Or, you know, I don't feel strong enough to do this, but it's like, what are you going to do at the end of the day? What's your mind going to do? And what is your mind going to push you to do next? Mm. Um, which is the true Testament, I think. Um, so walk us through like what a day in your typical life when life was normal would look like for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> what would, what would your days? I like, I'm like nostalgic over it a little bit. Like, and I, I am, but I'm not like, let's yes. be clear about that. Um, right. I don't know. I like wake up, I teach and then I'll have like a break. So I'll feed myself really all, all teaching is as a fitness instructor is being on time, like prepping for your class, being on time, feeding yourself after going to another class, feeding yourself after. <laughs> uh, it's really a lot about timing, being timely, uh, feeding yourself. And then I'll usually go to my third class, my night class where I go, I'll come home, make dinner, like prepare for the next day and get up and go again. So, I mean, that's like the routine of like when you're teaching all the time, you're just like kind of always in this like rat wheel of life. Um, mm-hmm. And in between, you know, you're probably doing, like, I would be doing, like, coaching calls or, like, talking to people, taking riders out to coffee. Like, there's a million different, like, you wear a million different hats in this in this job as well as, yeah. like, the job of personal development and showing up as people's mindset coaches and all this stuff. So, it's really just, it's constant. It's, it's constant. Yeah. Do you um, feel like, as, like, a mindset coach, personal development, all of that stuff. Do you kind of feel like there's ever a time where you're like, damn, I need somebody to do this for me? Oh, hell yeah. The last two days I was like, I need somebody to come and like (laughs) judge me. I actually described it recently to one of my friends, like, because I'm, I'm looked up to and, and people are always coming to me for advice for whatever. And, you know, like I've been trying to show up for all my riders and show up for my community and show up for Boston and show up for soul cycle and do all these things that are beyond myself. And like, I'm one person. And I was saying the way it feels a lot during quarantine, like, because I'm teaching to a screen and there's no gratification and there's no like holding someone's hand on the bike when I know they're having a bad day and like crying. And like, there's just no, it's so impersonal. And that's like, mm-hmm. so not what I signed up for in this life. And mm-hmm. 
I related it to a boxer jumping in the ring and, and having to fight round after round and then going to sit on in the corner and nobody comes over and like squirts water in his mouth or like, you know, like massages his back and is like, all right, get back in there. You got this. Like, I just feel like toasted right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, can I, get imagine. Yeah. I get that. It's just, I, I, I'm faithful and I know it's a period of time. And I'm like doing the best I can to like work with what I have, but it is extremely hard, like and taxing on. I I actually said earlier, I was like, at what point does the human spirit break? Yeah. Um, And that was kind of like my, I was talking to my best friend and she was like, she kind of like didn't say anything. And I was like, I'm just like wondering, cause I feel like at what point, do you, are you just like, dude, like what? Um, but I'm, I'm faithful that this is going to pass and that every, I don't think things will go back. Like, you know, like I can't say the new normal, like, you know, who knows what I can say anymore, but, um, I'm faithful that it will turn out the way it is supposed to. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. It will turn out the way it's supposed to. And I, I believe that, People like you, people that, you know, are the ones that are supposed to be propelling their energy onto everyone else and helping everyone else with their issues. And, um, you know, all those people that are giving so much of their, their own energy to fulfill others energy. I really think that this time is like, I don't want to say helping you, but it's like, it's building you to be an even better version of that than you already were, which I didn't even know existed because it's, it's crazy. It's like, I, I feel like I'm, there's all different types when it comes to friend groups. And I feel like I'm the friend that's always been kind of insightful, I guess. And just, I listen Mm -hmm. and I try to do my best to really, um, give all of my love, whether it be through my words, through my actions, or just through my energy that I'm expelling. And I feel like, that can be really exhausting and that's just and that's just in my personal life so i i can't imagine how that must feel for somebody like you who's doing it right now from home because like you said you can't extend your arm and hold somebody's hand while they're on a bike a a rider who's on a bike and you know that they're having a bad day and you know help them out in that way with your energy and it's all through just a computer screen or a phone and it's like if you're lacking that bit of human connection and physically, how are you supposed to have energy left for yourself at the end of the day? You know, it's like, yeah, because you're giving all of this energy still to these people, but you're not receiving that like physical connection and just like human gratification, like you were saying back that you can really experience and be able to take in to renew your own energy for yourself, you know? No, you're right. Yeah. And it's like, I I really do believe that, you know, this at the end of all of this for you and for, for so many people, um, it's, it's going to be all right, but it's, it's hard in these moments and in these times when we do feel this way and we are going through these things and we feel like so toasted, like you were saying, like, it's hard to believe that sometimes, you know, so having that, faithful outlook and being able to step back from your own issues for a minute and saying, okay, well, you know, 
there's something so much bigger than this and greater than this. And I know that there's a purpose for all of this and um, we're going to get through it, you know? Yeah. But it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot. It's, it's not, not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 like double negative implied. It's not, not a lot because mm-hmm. it is. No, a hundred percent. What is the best advice that you could give to somebody when it comes to strengthening their soul and being more mindful in their day-to-day lives? Like a, just a simple tip. Like put your phone down and look, oh, look so up from good. your phone. Mm. Look up from your phone and be present. I mean, that's that's the gist of what mindfulness is anyway. Being being like feet two feet on the ground. Where are you? Like look up, eyes open, like be where you are and be in it, be present. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think this is, is so, it sounds so simple, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it's not anymore. Cause we are constantly like obsessing over and scrolling and doing all this stuff. Um, or, you know, your mind's in a different place and you're not like being present in conversation. I can't remember if I talked about this on my podcast or not, but I was saying, no, I was talking about it in my coaching program. Um, I was saying something that I started to notice is when I was meeting people, I would immediately forget their name like two seconds later. Oh yeah. And I was like, I'm not being present because I'm like just going through the motions of like, oh yeah, how are you? Oh, yep. Nice to meet you. And it was like, so like such bullshit. And Mm -hmm. so I tried to put a new um, practice for me. I was my I always try to quiz myself on when you meet people, what color are their eyes? Because it makes you have to like lock eyes and like be in the moment and remember their name. Like I'm always like, okay, I'm way more likely to remember someone's name and something about them if I know their eye color and I'm like locked in. Um, So just little things like that. Yeah, no, that's great. And do you feel like that's hard for you with being, you know, so present on social media, most of your job is online now. Like, do you feel like that's a difficult thing for even you to do? Or do you really take the time to do that for yourself and put your phone down and be present? Um, yeah, I try definitely get anxiety about it. Cause I come back and it's like pretty scary, but, um, I do think that it's kind of like when you call the genius bar and they're like, well, have you unplugged your computer? And I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> So I think the same thing like applies for us. Like we have to unplug. I think I've been way better during quarantine about like having hard stops because I could go all day, all night, never stop. And that's the same way I am when I have soul. But I think I'm just, I don't know. I just, right now, I just, I have the opportunity to like literally be 100% the CEO, CEO of my life in terms of like, I don't know, maybe I've just gotten better at saying like, setting my boundaries because I'm just so like, I don't want to say like my give a damn's busted, but like, I'm really good at boundaries right now. Cause like I'm hypersensitive to looking out for me. Yeah, no, that's good. You should Whereas be Whereas like I normally wouldn't be like that. And, it, yeah. and so I, cause I've been putting a lot of thought into like how, you know, what, what's going to be different from you going, coming out of, you know, COVID, quarantine, whatever we're calling it. (laughs) Um, And I think it's just like being more selfish with my time and, and not so giving. And I don't know if that is a, I I don't know if that's going to be a good thing 
for others. I think it's going to be great for me, but I don't yeah. know how that's going to affect um, how I show up or what I decide to do post post quarantine. Yeah. I think the thing about you too, though, is that you, that is how you've always been. You have a lot of love to give. You have a lot of light to shine and it's hard for you to put yourself first. Right. And that's another thing that I really was able to connect with you through even just social media and your podcast, listening to it. I was like, wow, I feel like we have a lot of similarities in that sense. And I remember my mom even saying it to me, like as a kid, like, you have to take care of you, Devin. Don't worry about your friends. Don't worry about how they're feeling right now. Like you worry about you. And that has always been so hard for me because I've always just been like, I don't, I don't know. I need to make sure everyone else is okay. I need to yeah. check up on everyone else. Yeah. Like I'm running around the plane, putting everybody's emergency mask on and trying to fly it and like, <laughs> like course correct and like fly everybody to safety before I even think to put my own oxygen mask on, you know? Like, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And if it's like, if you, Got, get anything out of this whole quarantine, whatever experience that we're all going through, if it's to put yourself first, then that's, that's pretty big. And I would be very proud of myself if I were you. Yeah. So I think I, think yeah. I will be, we'll yeah. see how it all. And it's all balanced. Out. You know, it's all, it's all balanced. I don't think that you'll, you'll ever lose you know, the love that you want to give to others and um, the empowerment that you hold to also share with everyone else. I think that you'll always be, you'll always possess that because it's, it's part of who you are. But Mm -hmm. I think that with that, it becomes difficult to check in with ourselves and be like, but how am I feeling? Is this what I want to do? Is this, you know, like it's, it, and it's funny because we wouldn't think that that would ever be an issue that we have, like listening yeah. to our own souls, but it's so important, you know. It really yeah, is. I mean, yeah, I, I mirror that one hundred percent, and I think that I think I keep calling this like the non-negotiable pause, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's impossible to know what you don't know until you live it. And now we're living it and we're living it through this like really wild times. And we're learning things that we may not have ever thought about ever stopped. And like, it gave us this pause to learn these things about ourselves that like we were too busy before. And you know, the, the little voice inside us might've been whispering, but it wasn't screaming yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just interesting. Um, it is. It's and it just, comes, it comes full circle too, with what yeah. you're saying with like, we're too busy. And it's like, you just almost had that revelation yourself. Like, were, were you too busy to check in with yourself? No, absolutely not. You know? And yeah. now during these times you're forced to do those check-ins with yourself. And now you're like, you know what? I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to make sure that I'm doing good and that I'm being exactly who I want to be. And I am doing exactly what I want to do. And I'm saying no to things that I don't want to do, which is really freaking hard. Yeah. That's like, that's actually what I'm afraid for post COVID. Cause like, I'm going to say no to everything. Like yeah. I, I actually can't come to any of your shit. None of it. So. No, literally me and my cousin had this exact conversation. The other like day. actually I cannot do that. And I'm probably never going to get drinks with you ever. Also, I don't really drink. So good luck with that. So see you actually probably never. <laughs> see you actually, like literally. And like, I don't know, I guess what I'm afraid of, I guess I'm going to come off as a bitch, but like, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of like feelings about it. Um, and it's just kind of like, I don't know. I've never really 
I guess I've never really thought to like put myself first. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know if this is like whole like revelation of next, <laughs> like no idea. But um, it should be should be interesting. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Definitely will. Well, I'm glad that you are really realizing that and putting yourself first. It's amazing, and it's something that I think we all could be better at. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that are super selfish and don't need to put themselves first anymore. <laughs> At least for um, the people like us that are always worrying about other people. I think it is really important to make sure that you are doing those check-ins with yourself and this is your life. So you better live it the way that you want to, right? Yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Maddie, for coming on and talking. You are such a little light and it was so much fun getting to know you. So thank you. Yeah, this was great. You are so welcome. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. So Maddie and I talked a lot about her kind of slowing down and realizing that everything that she does is meant to be doing for her and to put herself first. So she mentioned a lot about taking a big pause. And I found this book called um, Show Up for Yourself. And I bought it, of course, and I I noticed a chapter in this book called The Purposeful Pause. So to end this podcast, I wanted to read this, a little bit of this um, chapter to you guys and share this with you guys because I thought that it just all made it made so much sense and wanted to share it. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. It is time to start exploring how to move from reacting to responding with a goal of being as present as possible, as well as being connected to yourself and in tune with the feelings you are experiencing in each moment. The idea is to not get stuck in the story you are telling yourself. The reason we incorporate storytelling is we're looking for a way to feel better in the moment. However, That does not work because when you begin to storytell, rationalize, or make excuses for yourself or another, you are not in the moment. You are lost in thought somewhere in the future or the past. And guess what? That is not being present. When I was employed as a social worker at the nursing home, I worked very closely with the rabbi as we were both consistently counseling residents and family members. While he and I were in the lobby one day speaking with a resident who was stuck in a lot of worry about her future, he told her something that I have kept with me all of these years. I have no idea where he got it, but here it is. Yesterday is done. Tomorrow has not happened yet. Today is the present, and the present is a gift. When he shared this with our resident, she stopped. It made her pause long enough to truly be in that moment. It did not take her worry away. At her age, that wasn't our goal. But if even for a few minutes she could get relief from her incessant incessant worry, we were successful in helping to alleviate even just a bit of her suffering. The present is the gift that is here for all of us at all times. Our breath is another gift that is here for all of us at all times. Do you recognize these gifts? Do you sit in awareness of the gifts of the present moment and your breath? Do you even realize that both are happening right now as you read these words? Because they are. It is a beautiful thing to realize that these two precious gifts are always here for you. All that is required to receive them is that you bring your awareness to them. Have you ever taken a hike in the woods or gone to a large amusement park and suddenly realized you couldn't figure out where you were? If so, what was the next thing you did? 
you probably looked for a map. And when you found the map, you looked for the big red arrow that's pointing to the spot where you're standing alongside the words, you are here. This is what I want you to begin to think about when you are being present, that you are at the spot on the map, right where the arrow is pointing, noting that you are here. And being here, you now know exactly where you are, standing here, breathing, aware of yourself in this very moment, being still. There is a stillness that comes with being present, that comes with being in quiet with yourself and being comfortable in the stillness. Sometimes we don't know how to tolerate the stillness, and sometimes we don't want to. Usually because when we are still, we begin to feel things, maybe even uncomfortable things like anxiety. It is at that point when we become aware of a feeling of discomfort. We might feel guilt, fear, regret, or sadness, and we work hard to avoid feelings and emotions that we really sit, that we rarely sit still. Can you relate to this? What does it mean to be present? What does being present look like? Being present means showing up in each moment fully and completely. It means embodying that moment. It means being in the moment, the one you are in right now, right here. When you realize that you are no longer in the moment, the thought alone brings you back to the moment. When you are in each moment, you cannot be anywhere else. You accept the fact that you are here. You really can't be anywhere else, right? In the next moment, maybe you will move, but in this one, you are in life as it is showing up for you. You may fool yourself into believing that you are experiencing each moment, but I challenge you to ask yourself, am I am I really am I really allowing myself to experience to be in each moment? Do you ever find yourself feeling anxious? Do your thoughts wander? Do you find yourself thinking about the next day? Your trip next month or what you can next post on Facebook? Or are you laminating yesterday, kicking yourself for handling a life event in one way and not the other? Are you worrying about what was not done? Are you thinking about an argument you had or remembering an event that you attended where you had a lot of fun? Do you find yourself in the past living in those memories, good or bad? This is actually what most of us do from moment to moment, hour to hour, day to day, week to week, month to month, and year to year. Then we get into conversations with friends Wow, this day, week, month, whatever, year went so fast. Where did the time go? I can't believe it is a new year already. Have you had this experience? When you are in worry about yesterday or tomorrow, you are not here. The The map does not say you will be here, just walk 10 more steps. It also does not say you were just there, so go back 10 steps. It sort of reminds me of the game Mother May I that we played when we were little. In case you never played it, the goal is to race to get to the person who is it. You don't want to stay still. You want to be given permission by the it person to move forward, not back. You do not want to be where you are because you want to win. Believing that feeling good will, will come from what is going to happen next if you win. Instead of realizing that staying just where you are means that for right now, you're okay, safe, and perfect and allowing yourself to feel good and being just that. Many of us are afraid that we are missing out, but really what we are missing out on is appreciating the moments, good and bad. We have all become a society of FOMO and we sometimes take action and join in on something not 
because we really want to, but because we are afraid that we're going to miss out on something really good if we don't. This is taking action out of fear instead of inner alignment. I'd like to look at this from another angle. We can talk about the things you recall. Which ones really stand out in your mind? The really big ones, right? The good and the bad. You remember weddings, parties, vacations, illnesses, funerals, tragedies, deaths. But really, do you remember the day at the beach when you found the unique shell in the sand or the walk in the woods when you saw the beautiful leaves? Were you fully in those moments and others like them, embodying the joy of them? Did you allow yourself to tune into your body in those moments and feel joy, peace, calm, feel what those feelings feel like on a physical level? When I speak of giving yourself the gift of presence, I am talking about being, be, be in the moments, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each moment has something to teach us. When you are fully present in each moment, in tune and tuning in, aware, you are in the presence of you. It is a practice that takes time. I invite you to be in discomfort. Don't label it, just feel it. Experience it. Imagine your breath flowing through the discomfort until it begins to shift. No need to bring it anywhere else. No need to go outside of yourself. It is an awareness of what is going on in your inner world while you are functioning in the outer world. This is my way of finding inner peace when the outside world feels uncomfortable, painful, overwhelming. I've had days when the outside world is so chaotic, busy, loud, and overwhelming. There are times when I wished I could chill out, even though the space around me was hyped up or loud. Have you ever had this experience? During a trip to Nashville with my close friends, I experienced a moment when I needed to stop the external noise and pause to tune inward. It was during this this trip that I learned I was able to be still within myself, even if the outside world was loud overwhelming, overstimulating, or even boring. My first such experience was at a show at the Grand Ole Opry. I wanted to be at the Opry to experience it. And it was a wonderful night and a great experience, even though I am really not a country music fan. I I mean, why did I go to Nashville, right? As we sat at the show, there were some acts that just did not hold my interest. People around me were loving them and singing along, and I decided I needed to be still and do a little self-care instead right there in my seat. So I closed my eyes and began to focus on my breathing. And I began to experience myself and my stillness to learn that I can take care of my needs in the midst of chaos. I learned that the world can be moved around me while I stay safe within myself. I can literally be within myself and allow everything else to be around me, but not interfere with my inner world and the experience of being calm, still, and in tune within. I spent about five to seven minutes there within myself, and it was enough time to allow me to come back feeling energized and more interested in the show. As I watched the rest of the show, I watched myself as well and saw that my energy and engagement with what was happening around me were more expansive. I felt amazing. A night or two later, I found myself in another concert, this time at the Bridgestone Arena. A major headliner was going to play, and I was so excited because I love their music and 
had not seen them in concert for 20 years. When they arrived on the stage and started to play, I was disappointed. I was not enjoying the show and found myself wishing for it to end. Once again, I decided to go inward and focus on my breath. The energy now at the concert was kind of intense. People were a lot louder. The music was louder. The bass was booming. So I was like, what do I do? I decided to create a safe place for me, even at a concert like this. And I did it by focusing on my breath and extending my energy field around my body. I imagined my heart as a huge light surrounding my body and energy fields. When I do this, I'm kind of able to keep myself calm and safe while keeping the outside energy off of me. The space I have given myself becomes my meditation space within. When I'm in this space, I can tap into the expansive energy around me. I become calm. Instead of wanting the concert to end, I kind of wanted to stay right where I was, experiencing inner stillness, but intimately connected to myself. I believe that the most powerful way to do all of this is to be present, to be on the map at the arrow that says you are here. You have to be with your breath. If you determine that your goal is to fix another, take an even longer pause. It is never our job to fix another human being. Only they can do that. Take a moment right now to take a few breaths and pause with purpose. Pay close attention to your surroundings and begin to talk to yourself. What time of day is it? Where are you? Are you sitting on the couch, chair, floor? Feel your breaths, experience them. And as you do, tune into yourself. How does my body feel? Is it comfortable? If it is, pay attention to what it feels like. If it isn't, Pay attention to the pain. Where are you experiencing that discomfort? Take a breath in one to two minutes and allow the feeling of pain to pass through you. Be in the awareness of the pain and remember it only lasts for that moment. It's going to move and you will move into the next moment where the pain can be different, perhaps less intense. See what shows up for you in your body and don't forget to show up for yourselves. See you guys all on Sunday. Bye guys.